When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Drag Race Recap here on Reality TV Rehap Ups. I'm your host, Liana Boris, and we are here to talk about uh, mother hucking winners. That's right. Episode eight of Drag Race All-Stars. And uh, I am, of course, not alone. We have our fabulous panel here for you today to help me break down everything from this episode. First, let me welcome in a man who are, are I guess, our resident actor, Amon Adwin. Amon, how are you? Welcome back, ladies. Now, based on your Santa School for Girls performance, uh, um, welcome back, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put the batteries in. Hold on. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, glad to be back for another episode of All Stars, All Winners. I've got a couple of thoughts for this one. Mm-hmm. So glad to be back, as always. Good. Yes. Okay. Well, we will get into all of that. But first, let me welcome in the 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 wonderful, the illustrious, the woman who's going to be leading the boat parade tomorrow. And I'm very envious of her, Beth Dixon. Beth, how are you? <laughs> Doing well. Just trying to make sure that, you know, I'm ready to go with such a responsibility as to leading the boat parade on the mm-hmm. small lake that I, my parents live on. But no, I'm doing well. It's uh, This was a funny episode, a little little uh, silliness a little christmas in july mm-hmm. so yeah let's celebrate yes <laughs> i realized as i said that i was like no that that was our pre-show conversation beth is as she mentioned leading the family fourth <laughs> of july boat parade or whatever it's like <laughs> a totally random thing yeah you know <laughs> boat, 
The classic boat parade that we're all yes. familiar with. You know, the one that is a national wide one that. <laughs> That's right. Check it out on the RHAP uh, Instagram story. That's right. <laughs> yeah, do a takeover. Did <laughs> you actually? I probably would have just like. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she'd go. True for it. story though about this is actually legit. A couple mm-hmm. years ago, we were leading the boat parade, and mm-hmm. um, we came across like this little peninsula area, and there were a couple heavy petting, we'll say, on top <gasps> of a water trampoline, Ooh. and then the entire boat parade just went by. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> wow and so they were just kind of sitting there like for i don't know how long but we had about 25 boats behind us so that took a while <laughs> oh my gosh that's so awkward already in a show hey <laughs> hey <laughs> okay well let's talk about this party and a show that is our maxi challenge this week as we discussed the queens were starring in the soon-to-be cult classic although we can debate whether or not it will become a cult classic. Uh, Santa's School for Girls. And as it was described, it's part Christmas movie, part horror film, and part Mean Girls, sort of. (laughs) So, Amon, you're telling me you had thoughts. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, I um, the acting challenges are always sort of, you know, you just never really know what you're going to get a lot of the time. Some of them can be very good. Some of them can be just a little bit too corny. Some of them can just be somewhere in the middle. I I enjoyed it for the most part, but I did feel like I wasn't getting enough Mean Girls. Maybe that's just me being biased. Um, I got all the Christmas that I really wanted from this. But <laughs> the main thing that I uh, that I sort of was interested in talking about was Janixa Bravo. I mm-hmm. felt like... I don't know if she was the right person for this challenge. Ooh, <laughs> I right. felt like um, I appreciated that the queens were so appreciative um, on mm-hmm. varying degrees. I mean, you had Evie Oddly that was just so transfixed with all of the direction that she was receiving. And then you had people like Monet that were like, oh, girl, like let me use this as a real opportunity to seek some work after this. And the same thing with <laughs> Shay. But I, as much as I have an appreciation for Janixa, I have been introduced to her, as uh, RuPaul said, as the director of the acclaimed film Zola. And if you guys know anything about Zola, it is basically a, like it's a, it's a one, 200 and something tweet treatment of a slut Miami thriller. Okay, that's the best thing that you can describe it as. Um, and I was so mm-hmm. excited when the movie came out back in 2020. I had like a limited release because of the pandemic, but I was so excited about it because I had been hyping up this tweet thread for so long. And I enjoyed the movie, but I felt like it was a little artsy fartsy and lacked mm, the mm. the zest and the comedy and the thrill part of it that came along with reading those tweets. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I felt like some of that happened here with this uh with this uh acting challenge because I was like, I think that she obviously knows what she's doing, but is she the right person for something like this on drag race? She was interesting because I actually really thought she was one of the best directors in terms of trying to get queens to do, like, get something different out of them. But I agree that I don't know if the artsy fartsy, as you're saying, like, style of Zola, maybe that's her style of directing, Mm -hmm. aligned with such an outrageous 
challenge. I do think that she was able to get a few things out of people that made it better oh, than what they were trying to go for. I mm-hmm. think that was great. If I could be honest, I just think the script writing was horrible. I think that there wasn't enough. Like normally that we, as we well. see a lot of double entendres. Normally we see like really funny references. I didn't get like any of that in this challenge. So I really think that at the end of the day, there was only so much the actors and Janixa could do. That is very true as well. The the writing did uh, leave something to be desired. Let's just say that. I I think you guys are both touching on how I felt, which is there's something wrong here. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is necessarily, but something yeah. about this just isn't working for me. Like yeah. I wasn't. I mean, it was fine. I watched it. Um, but like I didn't laugh and I didn't I wasn't really entertained and I wasn't really like even the twist at the end where you know Viv's character is the one that's the murderer and I and then the interviews afterwards I don't know there was just something yeah yeah the interviews felt so I I didn't know that this was like a a recap sort of like I didn't know this was like a a post-mortem on a mystery of murders. I didn't get that until, like, so when Trinity popped up giving an interview to the police or to whoever, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. All right. I guess that's what this is. So, So, yeah, right. Exactly. So, okay. So overall plot, let's try to see if we can recap the plot. All right. That seems like a great place to start. Oh God. We're going to be here for 40 minutes trying to (laughs) decipher it. Okay. So Shay is the Katie Heron character. Right, yeah, the new girl, Cat. Let me call you Caddy. <laughs> that moves to the school. That mm-hmm. starts the school because she was homeschooled, right? So yes. there's that mean girl connection. And then she has the mean girls, the nice girls. Sorry, in this uh, mm-hmm. that are her friends, and they go to class. And then the Viv murders people. Yes. D- am I missing anything? So. <laughs> Nope. I mean that that's it. But what I thought was like, why did she kill the art teacher when the art teacher was having them paint Santa? Like it like it sounded like she was going after people who weren't into Christmas, right? Into Christmas. Like it was the candy corn lady, right, that she murdered. Who but then she pumpkin. also murdered because she had pumpkin decorations. Yeah. But then yeah. It was interesting because Raja's character, Scrooge, who is supposed to be like the Scrooge, right? Who doesn't like Christmas because Scrooge she Christmas, has yep. the Hall- the Halloween decorations. Did she get murdered? No, no. Right? The lights went I mean, out, she and tried, I think- and then Jinx died. Like yeah. it should have been Scrooge. Right. Yeah, if, if the whole yeah yeah. So if, but what Beth is saying is true is that it's like the motivation behind Viv's character was to kill the people who aren't into Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need to see that. We didn't. I don't yeah. know. I. I just like. I felt like the whole thing. It just didn't work. The whole thing didn't work for me. And yeah. and, and who was she calling whenever Evie like told her? Oh, by the way, I saw this person celebrating Halloween shit. Who was she calling if she was the person? Ghostbusters. Well, I think she was calling <laughs> the other teacher. Like the other, there was another teacher that was buying the Halloween decorations. Was that? Oh, is that oh the, the okay, 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 okay. I don't, okay, okay. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it was, okay. it was odd. The you know what, Beth? Maybe maybe holes. I'm being a little too hard on Janixa. Maybe uh <laughs> No, I still I, I still do feel like I was glad that Rue was there because mm-hmm. I felt like normally we're always like, oh my god, Rue, it's not that funny. 
But I was glad that he was there to sort of provide some levity. And some of the direction that yeah. he was giving, I was like, okay, yes, this is more in line of what we need. Like, you know, telling Trinity, girl, just just be dumb. Like, you love being dumb. Like, you don't have to be too overly analytical about it. Like, mm-hmm. Just be dumb. Um, yeah. I felt like that that was a little bit more better served than Janixa saying, I would love it if you would. Does that come line do something for you? Like, because I would love the energy to be more in unison. Like, girl, just tell them to be funnier. Like, I, like, I don't I just, need, like, this whole thing. The amount of times they tried to make a cum joke and it just didn't work in the yeah. script. Like, oh, come all ye faith. Also, the way that Raja said that yeah. drives me crazy. It was rooting for it's us. Like, <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. Like, there was just so many things there that, like, the queens were trying to do something with it, but it just wasn't working out because, again, the script writing was just awful mm-hmm. it was awful yeah I, I i do see Amon though your original point because the what was the one that evie had the line about shaving and because santa might come in the bushes yeah, or whatever trim that our line trees was. in case santa come something like that yeah, yeah that so uh Genexa, like had her hit the first part of the joke but then the second part she wasn't really bothered with so you lose the right. come part so then it like right. that didn't that didn't work and i felt like that delivery could have been better and if she'd given mm-hmm. more feedback to that all of that being said i'm i mean she seemed like a pleasure to work with because oh, like, yeah. no one likes to be told what to do and so right. her approach of like does this speak to you you know what yeah. it allows them to have their own interpretation which i think works when you're working with really great actors, but right. sometimes for this, <laughs> with when trained I actors, don't know, yeah. yeah, I just don't know if she, I feel like maybe she was a little too overqualified for this. It's like yes. asking, like, it's like asking Steven Spielberg to direct an episode of Drag <laughs> if that Race. That ever like, happened? <laughs> like, It'd be oh like shaving God. Private Ryan, would be like the. <laughs> They would come in and do something like that. Oh my God. Right? Apollo like, 69. Shaving Private Ryan. Uh, um, <laughs> um, oh, okay. So, so yes. All right. So I'm glad that we're having this conversation about like the fact that just like everything, it felt like everything was just off a little bit. Yeah. Right. And I think that then in totality, that makes it just not work well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just go ahead, Beth. I was just going to say, I just think that this week it was hard to judge purely because I think so much of what, like, even someone who like Jinx, normally this is an overacting challenge, but because the script was so bad that that almost took place of overacting itself, mm-hmm. things yeah. that were overacting just felt even worse which is why like the Vivian who struck a balance of actually having like a character and having these dramatic moments without being too completely over the top felt okay but someone like Jinx who is just doing this the entire time like maybe would have worked in a different Mm -hmm. script like I just felt like was too much this time around and that's saying something because normally people are doing too little yeah, I feel like the, the the strategy of it all sort of took over the narrative of the mm-hmm. acting challenge more so than just having fun with the challenge. Because, yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I wasn't happy about getting this role, but I'm just going to extend as many lines as I can. And I think she found a, a POV to do that, um, yeah. but I don't think it necessarily works. So I feel like this challenge really does exemplify sometimes it's just about what roles people get. 
And if you have a smaller role, it's just going to be harder for you to win. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it is. Like in in in, in this particular challenge with this writing, I felt like it was sort of hard for anyone without a bunch of lines to really showcase their talents. Um, yeah, because it it had the potential to go really south with Jinx. I, I thought that she did okay. I, I wasn't necessarily there for all of the character choices. Like I felt like. Mm-hmm. You went from like you're supposed to be the Gretchen Wieners, mm-hmm. but you're also an alcoholic, but you're a shopaholic as well. But you're all, you also have like this demon side to you. So I felt like she looked at everything on paper and was like, okay, I'm going. How do I do Christmas, Gretchen, and horror all at the same time? And I felt like it just didn't land for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that might not be her fault. It just is. It just was what it was. She yeah. she tried to do what she could with it and. I guess you'd much rather see someone do that than just like sort of like flounder and like pull a Nina Bonina Brown and be like, I should have been like China and uh, I didn't get it. So, <laughs> I should have been nutmeg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we can we can actually go. I want to go through the roles and talk about each of the queens individually and maybe what they could have done, because I do echo what Aman is saying, that I think that there were some roles that just had a higher chance of winning than others. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't matter what you do with the role. So uh, Trinity, because she won last week's challenge, she has the ability to assign the roles. And so she tries to match the queens up as best as possible. Um, Although, you know, the Viv gets what she wants because she gave Trinity the first choice of fabric and Trinity Mm -hmm. and Monet are in an alliance. So Monet gets what she wants, but in general tries to match um, people up as closely as possible. Um, And so as a result Mm -hmm. of this, the Vivian gets the like headmistress principal kind of role. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what her character name was. Um, this, nutmeg. This, no, oh, nutmeg. nutmeg. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and this obviously is one of the larger roles uh, in the cast and also ends up being the villain. So allows for sort of that turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Vivian ends up, you know, in the top two here because of, mm-hmm. of the choices. So Beth, did you feel like that was warranted? I definitely felt like the Vivian was the clear top of this challenge. Um, again, I think that she was able to do a little bit of overacting without making it seem like way too ridiculous. Um, she had a lot of clear inspiration, like we saw from you know the various characters of you know Faye Dunaway uh, mm-hmm. and, and Mommy Dearest, and you had uh, a little bit of Donald Trump in there that we know that she could do really well. Um, and she just was able to kind of. I think this is where you can kind of use your British accent because we in America Mm. tend to use British accents a lot in movies for villains. And so Mm -hmm. I think that she was really smart to say, even though this never came out in a confessional or anything, I think that this was a smart move for her. Uh, I'm in America and this is mostly an American audience. Here we go. Mm -hmm. So I think that that worked out really well. I thought that she played it with it really well. Um, Definitely was a clear top for me mm. yeah I, I, I thought she did a pretty good job i um the the ease in which she slipped into the donald trump and right back out of it was was great like anybody that can like you know put on accents and throw them in and out i find that just so just so cool so i like that she did that and yeah she was doing a lot with the physicality she was really hamming it up but also was very contained as well um some of the character choices like one that Michelle cited and just like whenever she dialed the number she just like smacked the phone like I thought that she uh she was very intentional with everything she she wanted the role and she got it and she was like all right well let me just do everything that I can to make sure that I that I stay here in the top Mm -hmm. and I felt like it was warranted so yeah Mm -hmm. good job Viv 
Yes. Yeah, I agree. I think also when you just have that high percentage of screen time, like you have yeah. more yeah. opportunities to show, you know, what, what you can do. Yeah. And to play. Exactly. So I think that, that there's a reason, you know, uh, for that also, that role just being a little bit more um, meatier. Uh, and so yeah. the Vivian got a little bit of boost from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Shay is the next queen that we see introduced. Um, so she plays the straight man, <laughs> and like as yeah. soon as Shay took this role, I was like, "Oh Shay, yeah." <laughs> this is. I feel yeah. like isn't this what she did? She did in a previous acting challenge as well. I, some some reason I feel like she consistently gets stuck with like the straight man character, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. always fine. she needs to fight to be Black China again. I don't know exactly. what you're doing. <laughs> yes. Like it was, it just wasn't it. it, it it, I feel like someone, uh, I don't know where I saw it. I don't know if it was on YouTube or some comment section somewhere was like, um, oh, I think it was on Twitter actually. Someone had clipped the part of the Untucked episode where she was, um, impersonating Monet's walk and <laughs> someone commented like, um, it's so nice to see Shay, you know, be silly and goofy as opposed to like the, prim and proper business no nonsense shade that we've yes. been getting and i'm like yeah. you know what yeah i feel like i feel like she the, from the minute that she walked into the workroom and she, she you know she feels like she has something to prove she wants to be that winner that wins again because a lot of people have said oh well all stars five was handed to her which I agree. um so <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i would really i'd really i do i feel like this acting challenge just didn't give her the space to you know, be goofy, be a little yeah. bit more out there mm-hmm. and show a little bit more comedy and personality because she's got a great personality. We all love Shay. Shay is wonderful. Yeah. And mm-hmm. even if All Stars 5 was handed to her, she's a great drag queen. Like, <laughs> she probably still could have won anyway. So, yeah, I just, yeah. yeah, I think that this role just did not serve serve that purpose for her. Here's the thing. I think if you look at the grand scheme of everybody else, she did do the second best job. But the point is that her role didn't stand out in the way that some of the sillier characters did. No. If it weren't for her, this would have fallen off the rails so much quicker than I feel like it already did. And I just really, I, I actually genuinely thought between her performance and the runway, she was my other top two person. But there mm. was no way they were going to do that for her when you had the Rajas and the Monets and the Jinxes, like kind of just having that little extra characterization, I really feel like Trinity did herself a disservice by giving herself two lines. Like, I don't know why she did that to herself. It would have been so much better to see Shay take on a small role that she could overact the hell out of and stand out that way rather than being on screen consistently and being quote unquote, the straight background kind of character. Um, even if like the plot is supposed to be about her to a certain extent, it's really not. It's about all these ridiculous characters in relation to her. Yeah. I feel like Trinity could have pushed herself to be the straight man character because she's always like the dumb character. And it would have been really great to see the two of them switch their roles um, because we do know that there's a history on this show of like the small, per- the small role of upstaging everybody else does right. win a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like Shay has the silliness in her to do it, but we just haven't seen it that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'm thinking of other examples of sh- like when Shay is being really fun, like at the beginning of this episode when she is talking about the math ain't math and right of like mm-hmm. uh, my chances don't look very good. Like that was all just really funny and really entertaining. And to be yeah. able to capture that side, I think would have been um, would have been enjoyable. But yeah, I just it's tough with the straight man role. Like it's just so yeah, hard to tough. stand out. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like she just did not get a a, a proper Katie Heron arc. Like if that, you yeah. know, as the as the Mean Girls uh, expert, <laughs> I just feel like you know I, I wanted to see a little bit more corruption of her character. If she's coming in and you know being the Katie Heron and getting you know introduced to Evie and Jinx and and Trinity, I need her to like want to be in good with them, be on their side, not, mm-hmm. you know, observe them and think everyone's crazy. You know, it right. just didn't, that wasn't Katie to, to, to me. That was just a new girl that was like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, if you're exactly. going to do that, that can be funny if you're going to do that. But right. it just, there just wasn't enough time or, you know, screen time. Right. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so then the next three are Evie, Jinx, and Trinity. So these mm-hmm. are the three nice girls, I think was was their name. Mm-hmm. Um, so Evie probably had the biggest role out of all of them as like the main mm-hmm. Regina George character. I felt like she played the same character that she did from the Get Out um, yes. skit. They exactly. Did. It was the exactly. same voice. It was the same character. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. Evie's one acting uh character, apparently. No, no, no. She is two. She has this boogeyman. girl, and then she has oh, the yes. boogeyman. Yes, of course. <laughs> bad, yes. Yes. Bad <laughs> I agree. Like Evie in a normal season, this would stand out and be fine. But when you're up against some other people who are just really good actors, it just there's a type of acting that she does and some of the other queens too. I would say that Jada did it in this as well, which is like, and Raja, I also think does this, which is like, you're not really acting. You're it's just canned. like, yeah, it's Cam. I'm acting. And that can come at me. Which again, this is RuPaul's drag race. 
it's supposed to be ridiculous and campy. It's not supposed to be, although they all kept saying Oscar worthy. And, and I'm like, y'all need to get that out of your vocabulary for this episode <laughs> and for drag race. And, and there's not often times where I say, Ooh, this person could go on Broadway or in a major motion picture. If there was a category um, for thinking that you could have won an Oscar. <laughs> the winner goes to this cast. <laughs> Delusion, convince yourself. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just there's I don't know how to describe it. So I just find that style of acting myself is kind of being like, ugh, yeah, it's exhausting to watch when there's not le- levels. When mm-hmm. um, and that's where I feel like Genixa could really help them out was figuring out just like in music when you have different dynamics that you have to hit otherwise yep. it just sounds the same no even when it's like a ridiculous piece of music that you're or a loud piece of music or something like that there's still levels the same thing can happen with acting and i felt like the biggest issue with all three of the the nice girls besides maybe jinx was that there weren't levels it was just consistently quote unquote monotone with that with whatever their character was and there wasn't right. anything to really push these queens to find the ridiculousness in the low notes as well as the high notes and all their performances and if you can do that then the camp comes through as true camp mm-hmm. it doesn't come off as bad acting you know what i mean I, I think for me, it was the mean girls of it all that was missing. Because yeah. again, I was like, if you're going to do a parody, I want to see the Regina George mm-hmm. copy. I mean, again, you don't have to copy exactly, but you know, it's this very like, I'm going to be somewhat nice to you or appear to be nice to you, but it's like a lot of subtle digs and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And so you agree. You so think you you're agree. really pretty. This is the ugliest effing skirt I've ever seen. <laughs> so like that, and that's the thing. That's what that's more what I wanted instead of this. Like I don't even. I wouldn't even describe it as ditzy, but I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to describe what um what Evie did. It just it didn't it didn't work for me. Yeah, well, it didn't work. And then I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna change the subject. You go, you go. I think um I think uh the the one note that I the one thing that popped up in my head instantly whenever Evie had that moment with um, Vivian, I was like, oh, this can be the principal scene when Regina mm-hmm. goes and snitches mm-hmm. on, you know, mm-hmm. the other the girls about yep. the burn yep. book and then pretends to cry and is like, mm-hmm. oh, fat whore. Oh. <laughs> like, I, like, all of that. Like, I was like, oh my God, like, you can do that and snitch on the other teacher, but like, where was that dramaturgy, mm-hmm. Janixa? Come on. I know you're a Mean Girls fan. Everybody's a Mean Girls fan. But it just, it just didn't happen. <laughs> and, and I think that that same critique applies to the other two as well, to yeah. Jinx yes. and to Trinity. So the whatever, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to critique Jinx for going for it. Like Beth, no. you mentioned this. Like she, she took a risk. She tried to do something very like uh, intense in a way to stand out. It just didn't. It didn't work. It just didn't. Yeah. It like it didn't make sense. I was very confused. And then when they were the judges were giving the critiques of like, oh my gosh, as soon as you came out with that vocal fry, I knew exactly who you were. Like, I'm sorry, who? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, know. Well, I mean, then they months, played please. the name of her. Like, they played the clip of Jinx saying her character's name, which was actually really funny. I love that little editing moment. <laughs> that was um, good. A nice but, little shady moment. We knew who you were because I said my name. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I I just, I don't know. I just, I didn't, uh, I didn't laugh. I didn't think it was funny. It didn't work. It didn't fit. 
And then Trinity, I guess, did the best. If I had to choose, I say did the best. But that's just because I think her character was much more simple. Yeah. And so because you're not trying to do too much, you're just trying to be this like giggly, happy, dumb one, but not mm-hmm. enough Karen. You know? No. It was Denora. bad. I just I just wish that they'd been given the instruction literally act like Russian wieners, act like Karen, mm-hmm. act like Regina. Like, let's do that. Like, that would have been so much better because I feel like I understand, like, why you're trying to go for something jinx with the vocal fry. But, like, there's a lot of things that you can do with this voice that Gretchen Wieners has. And mm-hmm. that would have made it so much better. I'm a shopaholic and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's mm-hmm. so much more that you can do with that. And with, like, the Karen Smith thing, like, I would honestly, I do think that Trinity, like, there's not really much more you can do with that role than what trinity right did once mm-hmm. they told her you delight in being dumb when rupaul mm-hmm. gave her that was the best piece of direction i agree um, yeah. I, that was given and i just completely agree that once she did that and she was like uh, my parents have to pay extra tuition that's better mm-hmm. that's better okay next we have monet who plays the uh the cool art teacher and uh, cool honestly, the cool teacher alert. The funniest thing was the joke about my her bald cap that she improvised. <laughs> that was the funniest part for me of the whole thing. If I'm being honest, <laughs> um, I look. I mean, Monet did fine again. Got the direction to change her voice, which I thought also um, was a, a, a good suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the writing. I just think the writing wasn't there. It was yeah. also I clearly. Clearly, they were going to try to set up that her name was Mistletoe because it's all Christmas. And then mm-hmm. the fact that her name was Cameltoe, like, that made me laugh because it was so poorly written. Like, there were other ways to try to get there. Like, even if she was like, call me by your fir- my first name. And then if Shay's character, who's still, like, incredulous about this idea of the school, was like, what, Missile? She's like, Camel. That would have been even better better i think to try mm-hmm. to set up what they're trying to go for yeah but just like yeah. missing beats like that in the script were just really what brought down everything mm-hmm. um i thought monet 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 got that <laughs> monet did well with what she had but again her was just one no and i'm just gonna talk like this and i'm a cool teacher and da 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 like mm-hmm. there weren't levels really written in for her to be able to do mm-hmm. um i don't know yeah, I mean, I felt like, uh, once again, just missing a little bit of that Amy Poehler flair to it. Like, even the line about, like, oh, oh why I do one a little bit? Because if you do, like, I, I just, like, I just yes. didn't, I didn't get it. Yes. Um, so I just, yeah, I just feel like, um, I don't know, maybe we just didn't get the right take. Because I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I feel like she did what she, I felt like she really tried to go there. But, you know, I, I do also think that Monet can sometimes do, the little acting voice thing too. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, where we've seen Definitely. her behave similarly in other acting roles. So, um, and I, it's like specifically in my brain now because I just recently rewatched all stars Four, so mm-hmm. I've seen mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, you know, she, she did what she could. Mm-hmm. She did. Yeah. Which good. Okay. And then Jada and Raja are the last two to talk about and they are best friends. Jada is the nerd and Raja is the, goth girl and yeah, like, ultimately is this, like who is so jada's who? obviously or um raj is supposed Ra- to be janice. janice 
I think that Jada's Jada supposed to be Damien, but like that's not that's like how I would describe Damien at all. Yeah, exactly. No. I think that they were just like, how what's a what's a general um person who's normally outcasted and because the whole point that he was an outcast was because he was gay. Like we're a whole gay show, so we can't do that. So let's say that they're a nerd. Like no, I don't know. should have been straight. He's too straight to function. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. Especially at Christmas, the gayest holiday of all time, <laughs> except for Halloween. Uh, I mean, yeah, Halloween uh, has no. become increasingly more gay over the years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I just. Uh, I mean. I don't I don't even know. I don't even know what to make. Like Jay like maybe it's because I am a nerd, but when they were like, "Oh my god, when you like pushed your glasses up." It was like <laughs> that's the positive critique you're going to give her. Like she's a nerd to it like with her glasses. I do feel like overall this episode was just a little bit like killer queen. Like it was just uh there was a lot. I mean the 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 the, the challenge itself was long. Yeah, the judges' critiques were sort of like very repetitive and very uh, empty, um, and uh, yeah, I just felt like everything this entire this is a time vapid just, challenge. Yeah, it just this was a bit of a throwaway week, which is sad because it's like Raj's first win. So. <laughs> it's giving filler week. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I don't know. When it came to Jada, I liked that she was in character. And reacting to things around her, that's acting. Mm -hmm. Um, But she, as we said, she had the acting voice going on, whatever. But then you had Raja, who I understand the character she was going for, but she, like, I don't agree with her winning this challenge purely because she did not know how to say a line like like the inflection was weird every single time she spoke. I still like it's still driving me crazy that it was oh come all ye faithful and I was yeah. like that's not how it's it's, it's like oh come all ye faithful or something yeah. like that but not all oh, come all ye like why are you saying ye <laughs> as like the one that's like <laughs> accented it was just so weird that none of that was being like directed that from what we could see i don't know i love that the, the way that she dressed and like her kind of eye roll situation but her and jada both did eye rolls and it i don't know i just felt like there was such a lack of directing that we saw for the two of them so who knows they probably did get a lot of direction but i feel like there were things that could have been coordinated if they're supposed to be best friends there are things that you know um that should be opposite of what we're seeing from the nice girls that we didn't really get to see we just saw them all just kind of being bitchy girls right mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah i mean rue did say this came to her in an ayahuasca dream mm -hmm. like honestly maybe it was also written <laughs> there as well because yeah I, so the, the other thing that popped in my head was the musical um mm -hmm line like how the they kept they had the little um like jukebox thing boom that they box, were yeah. boombox they were carrying around and then would do RuPaul songs every once in a while and then there was the repeated joke of this isn't a musical is no, that a like thing a, is that okay. thing? Is that a reference this is a musical now on Broadway I think that's, that's what supposed I, to be the reference oh. I, I, that's I what I assumed was the reference 
I could be wrong. Well, because I because you know how they do Jingle Bell Rock and Mean Girls. So I thought mm-hmm. like when I first saw they were in the outfits also, right? But I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's Christmas School for Girls. Oh, but that makes sense. Um, or Santa School for Girls. But then and then when they had the the boombox at first, I was like, oh, they're gonna do Jingle Bell Rock. And then it was like, no, we're gonna do Rue songs. <laughs> just just like a little subtle plug for Rue's music, I guess. <laughs> yeah i don't I, I know i know it would have been funny though if they had done a little bit more of like the actual jingle bell rock choreography from mean girls but to hey mm-hmm. sis it's christmas mm-hmm. that yeah. i actually would have found funny because well, it's yeah. two very different tempos that the eye slap was funny yeah <laughs> so that and that's the thing is that because they did it twice right they did it twice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rule of com rule of threes in comedy you do it yep. three times. Okay, mm-hmm. you're going to do it tw- then just do it once and do what Beth's suggesting. It just felt like at every point I w- I really genuinely wish I could be more positive about this. It just felt like there were so many missed opportunities and bad decisions at every step of the way yeah. that made for just a, a not a, honestly a boring product. Yeah. And I have to say this too. There are I know we're not talking about the runways at this point mm-hmm. but the theme and the runways themselves I would say for the most part was kind of underwhelming. And so I just found this to be just a generally overwhelming or underwhelming, not overwhelming, Mm. completely (laughs) not overwhelming, a very underwhelming episode altogether. But if this is the weakest episode of the bunch, it's still a fantastic season. Well, Mm -hmm. let's, let's talk about the runways. So I I actually thought that for me, I love it. So nitty nitty bang bang was the, Mm -hmm. uh, the name of the runway. I thought that that was actually very creative for them to do sure. something that is like knit, knit themed. So for me, that was, and it was exciting to see how all of the queens interpreted it. And I kind yeah. of felt like maybe it's like Christmassy because it's like cold. So you're all, you got, yeah, you got, like, you got your knit, your chair on. knitting. You know. Yeah, by the yeah. fire with chestnuts, hot cocos. <laughs> I don't know. No, <laughs> I kind of fit for me. I should say, it's not that I don't think this was an interesting concept for a runway. And I did appreciate how different people interpreted it. I just felt like there weren't too many standout outfits that I was like, oh, my gosh, wow, that I'm going to be thinking about for a long time versus some of these other runways, like themes and just in general, like the Raja got praised. And I'm like, this is the third time she's worn this outfit. Like, I don't know, like she's yet another warrior with something slinking off of her. Jinx looks exactly the same as her other run. Like, I'm just like. I'm just kind of getting to a point where I'm like, okay, we're just now it's just knit in some capacity, you know? Yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> yeah, your previous runway, but make it knit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if that was it, then fine. Also, I kind of wish that somebody would just do like a chitty chitty bang bang inspired outfit that was knit because that would have been amazing mm. if that was like if they're given the actual title of what the, the runway would be rather than a description of things they should bring. That'd be mm. amazing. I think it was they probably just got knit, right? As like a yeah. thing, knit. Or like yarn. Knit your shit, bitch. Yeah. Knit your shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so what so were there any so Beth, you're saying, okay, no outfits that stood out to you. Amon, what about you? Um, well, I, I love sort of like the mean girls connection with Shay's look. Um she uh sort of uh, embodied uh, a garment from the Nibeli tribe, which makes mm-hmm. uh, an appearance in me. This is the tribal thoughts of the Nibeli tribe. Does that mean anything to you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Who are you? Um, <laughs> so I like that connection. I thought she, I did think that she looked stunning. And um, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, uh, 
I think Ruth said that, you know, this this look would go down in Drag Race history. And I and I tend to agree. And I was listening to, I think, Bob and Monet a couple of weeks ago, and they talked about how they feel like there should be a Drag Race museum. And I was like, I don't know about that. I think it's a little, I mean, the show hasn't been around that long yet. Like, I feel like you give it a little, give it a few more years, then we could talk about a museum. But then I was like, you know what? Why? Why do you need to wait to put things into a museum? So I really started, I'm starting to feel like some of these more iconic looks, like, Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe some some someone should start a museum and they start to, you know, showcase some of the most. And it could be it doesn't even have to be just drag race. It could be like just drag period. Um, sure. Some really iconic drag looks. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I really like Shays. I thought that the Vivs was sort of it was beautiful, but it was just a little bit too one note. Like it was just a beautifully knit, you know, white. It was a bathroom. Yeah. It was a bathrobe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't care who's talking. They're like, it was, it was this beautiful gown. Knit. I'm like. It was a beautiful long bathrobe. <laughs> That's what it was. If there was like some like gold in it, you know, or something mm, like that, yeah. I would have been like, "Ooh, yeah." But yeah, it was it was just a little bit a little bit anything. But I did love Evie's. She was looking oh, like Oh, Evie's was awesome. Evie's was really good. Looking like the abominable carpet monster, I don't know, like just something <laughs> something I don't know. I just loved it. I loved the whole headpiece and she made the whole thing yeah. and the makeup, which is lovely, the, the the braids going down, just just the shag carpeting of it all. It's very, very Evie, and I think she made yeah. that. She said she spent like five months on it, like so. Her, yeah, and um, like hand dyed the wig and all of that. Her makeup here mm-hmm. is stunning. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they talked a little bit and untalked her and the Viv. I think of like Viv maybe gave her some tips or something called you know blending. blending. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the her it's the eye makeup and then also to have her lips match the the hair the mm-hmm. cornrows like just I thought it was just such like a cool effect and then of course the outfit itself is is just gorgeous. I felt Very like gorgeous. um. I loved the concept and inspiration of Shays and I thought that the execution was interesting, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't like blown away by Shays outfit versus something like Evie's that I know she spent so much time on mm-hmm. that inspiration and execution are both interesting. Like Evie's for me was definitely my favorite outfit. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like the, the colors were beautiful. It was unexpected and that was fine. Um, when I say that this doesn't stand out, I'm not talking about like the individual outfit. I just mean generally speaking, the runway like, category. The runway category mm-hmm. is something that, like, in theory, is going to be something like, oh, that's interesting. I can't wait to see how people interpret it. And there were definitely mm-hmm. different interpretations of this that were cool. I just generally felt underwhelmed by everything. Um, mm-hmm. Evie's is a notable exception. Even the people who I was like, I can tell that this is supposed to be amazing, but I'm just still underwhelmed. Like, I was underwhelmed by the Vivians. I was underwhelmed by parts of Shay's. Like I like the inspiration, and I think that mm-hmm. she's absolutely gorgeous with that bald cap and and mm-hmm. just the it, everything. There were elements of that that I loved, but everything together, I just didn't feel like flowed well. Like I felt it was weird that she had a flannel poncho, like with all of that. Um, mm. Just little things like that, and I thought like. Monet's was cool because it goes with like what we expect Monet to wear with like a high waisted panty to show off that ass and like a like a halter top kind of thing with that jacket like that was very Monet mm-hmm. um, and I loved that very Brooklyn very Brooklyn but I was at the same time I was just kind of like 
but I've seen this before, but this, now it's just knit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. felt like for a lot of people, it was, I've seen this before. Now it's knit. I think that's why I liked it. Like I like I liked the the mixing of you know this sort of style of outfit, especially the puffy jacket, mm-hmm. but make it knit. I, yeah. I just uh, I'm I'm a huge fan of mixing things that sh- on paper shouldn't go together, but then mm-hmm. when you see it, you're like, oh, that's really cool. Uh, I I really like this. So I love the bow on her hair. The fact that her her the bow was also knit. Mm-hmm. If it hadn't been or if it wasn't there, I don't think it would have pulled everything together. Mm-hmm. As well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, and that's the thing is that I think like each of the details of that were knit, and also to have the the crop top be still mm-hmm. knit, but mm-hmm. just a secondary player because you want the focus to be on the other key pieces. I thought that that was a smart choice as well to not have it be the same, yeah. um, the same colors as everything. And the little else. yarn balls on the boots were cute too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. felt. I mean, I, at first I did feel like it was a little. Um, too simple but then again i was like yeah, you know i think no i think that she had an idea she had a concept and she went for it i just think that maybe in comparison with some of the others i was right. like oh i think maybe it just wasn't as you know yeah ostentatious but i i agree on i i did like the the mixing and matching of it as well step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello. All right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. I I did like um, Jada's a lot. Um, just, you know, referencing the big comfy big couch. Comfy I felt couch. like that was just so, so just cute. And RuPaul said something that I agree with. He was like, you, once you just put two Afro puffs on the side, you just, it just takes me there. I was like, yeah, I just, I don't know. It just reminds me of like the girls that I would see when I was growing up with their hair. So it just like hit something nostalgic for me um, in more ways than one. Um, and I just love like the sort of like the shawl with the, the knitting needles still mm-hmm. stuck in them. I just thought it was just so cute. And we know that Jada makes everything that she does. So it's just like, mm-hmm. Knowing that it came from her, it's just like, oh, wow, that just gives you like a little bit of extra impressed, impressed energy. Um, as far as Raja, the look is great. And I'm glad that you said something about it sort of like being a gladiator type thing again, because I didn't even think about that until you said it. Yeah, kind of similar to what she's done on this one way before. But my biggest like nitpick would be, I just felt like there were, the other medium, like the gold armor medium, which is mm-hmm. a bit too pronounced. It's, yeah. all, it's just mm-hmm. up and down the boot, and then you have these huge bangles, and then the, the mask. I was like, that feels like it's not enough knit for me. Like, I understand that everything else is like gold-plated knit. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But I felt like the two mediums just... It was too 50-50, whereas I feel like if you're going to include those armor elements, make it 75-25 or mm-hmm. 80-20 as opposed yeah. to 50-50. The neck piece probably could have been knit. The ball in her hand probably could have been knit. 
right? Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking like about a, ways, yeah, like that, a ball of yarn, yeah. yeah, yeah, a little ball, yeah, exactly, something like that. So then it still sort of meets the criteria. But this is something like Raja, at least on Fashion Photo Review, has talked a little bit about a more um, liberal interpretation of some of the sure. uh, mm-hmm. the themes. So I think that this is sort of her doing that. But yes, it is Gladiator once again. I mean, she looks good, but um, but yeah, it's it's a little you know a little samey samey, but it's cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna now be a hypocrite. Are we ready? Yes. Um, I miss her gray hair. No. <laughs> no, I think she looks fine with the red hair, but I did have a moment where I was like, oh, she's not gray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's going for the reveal. Um, right, the, yeah. the, the last look that um, I just want to touch on is Trinity's because I like, I didn't understand if a fan made the whole thing or just like, the stuffed animal part of it but either way that's so cool that's mm-hmm. i know evie did the same thing um for the finale um of her season of of season 11 during one of the lip syncs it was the the first lip sync look that she had that had all yeah. of those like stuffed animals tied over i think that mm-hmm. was a fan sketch or something like that so um like i that was just a neat cute little story and i actually really like the leopard print tied in with the purple i think mm-hmm. and yeah. the, the the lip color just looks really good on her. I agree. I also think that as stupid as her hair is, I also <laughs> yeah. love it at the same time. <laughs> okay, I loved it on the runway and the more I saw it in Untucked, I was like, "That's I hate this. I hate I, this. It's a very different lighting in Untucked than it is yeah. on the stage. When I'm looking at this on the stage right now, I'm like, ah, oh, this actually looks really cool. If I saw this right? in real life at a club, I'd probably be like, girl. Or like a drag con with like the like, you know, homophobic lighting of like an uh-huh. exposition center or whatever. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Um, so we get our two winners, the Vivian and Raja, which um we've already discussed their performances. And so they're gonna lip sync to Super Freak by Rick James. Um, they picked the song from Raja's era, so she would be prepared this time. <laughs> um, and honestly, I felt like Raja really turned it. I thought she did too. Um mm-hmm. she Whereas the other time I felt like she kind of rolled over and just like died Mm -hmm. here. I felt like she really shined and she was in it and she hit every note and was, it was just fun to watch her. She brought a good energy. felt like the Vivian was like trying too hard to do gigs. I Mm -hmm. definitely commend the Vivian for saving a really bad failed attempt into like a save moment. I don't well, know. Well, because she honestly, poured water on herself, so then she yeah. felt slippery. <laughs> honestly, I would have preferred if she would have just like, like, let herself fall. I would have thought that that was hilarious. Like, just fall, and then like get up and be like, she's a super freak! So, like, I was, like, like, <laughs> or just like started doing like a really bad like break dancing on the ground. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Uh, like flop. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, she, you know, I mean, all obviously these queens are very comfortable with another. So I feel like you know, if you're not gonna care, then I'm not gonna care. But I was like, yeah. oh, you licked her, like you didn't, like, you're gonna lick her. But Raja, you know, she was like, oh wow, like she just like kind of like went with it. And I'm like, I'm always happy that when queens that sort of like get attacked by the other mm-hmm. queen are able to like roll with it and make it a part mm-hmm. of their performance, as opposed to like just letting the other queen sort of just like manhandle them literally. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I saw. I did... Oh, go ahead. Well, I saw it described on Reddit, uh, Viv's performance as like button mashing, like a button mashing <laughs> lip sync. And mm-hmm. now I can't get that out of my head of just like 
pour the water, do the flip, lick the armpit. Like you're just yeah. doing all of the things because you're not quite sure exactly what you should do. And I right. that's now how I'm going to describe every lip sync that I feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is amazing because. Yeah. Hello, I'm Beth Dixon, and I'm a chronic like Mortal Kombat button masher just yeah. to try to figure out how to do combos. So I'm just going. Exactly. There should totally be like a little mobile game, like a little drag race lip sync mobile game where oh, you can just like hit certain buttons. It's like death drop, dip, flip, <laughs> like comedy route, drama okay, route. Like, we, need to, we need to make this. We yeah, need quick, to edit this out of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to save this idea. Scott, no, any Scott. developers, <laughs> we, we need you. We need you. We have a brilliant idea. Oh my God. That's actually epic. We can sell it on Steam and then make it cross platform and then you can battle people from all over and just. Yes. Yeah. So good. Okay. Good. 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 Uh, all right. So ultimately, Raja has uh, the ability to block as she is the winner of the lip sync. And so she chooses Jada, which I thought was an interesting choice. Now, we know Jada has the most stars with three out of all of the queens. So from that perspective, okay, makes sense. But Jada and Raja are the only two who hadn't been blocked up until that point. And so Raja is essentially leaving herself as the one unblocked option. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, strategically, does that make sense? And also, with no. Jada having three, she Jada even in this episode says, "Well, I'm probably going to make the finale, so don't don't bother blocking me." Which is something that we've actually talked about as a possible strategy. So it was funny to see Jada mention that here. So I'm not, yeah. I don't I don't know if Raja made the right call. I really think Raja should have looked around and said, "Either block someone with two stars so they don't get up to that three um, threshold, mm-hmm. or just said, I'm going to keep Shay and Monet down where they are." Because the other thing that I thought was the one thing I do think was interesting about the editing of this episode is that we were set up in the beginning to think that Monet and Shay were going to win this because they were the ones that were like, "Oh wow, I really feel like I'm in last place," and we started shining, mm-hmm. and now we don't, and we're two of the people. Like, there's four people who only have one star, and we ended up getting. You know, two people who had one star who win their second mm-hmm. star, but it's not Monet and Shay. Um, and so I just, I feel like this is a moment for them to sit back and go, we need to keep those two where they are and battle it out between the, those of us who have two stars or look around and go, who's more likely to get another star? Let's block them so that they don't get up to that level. And I stand a chance of getting that second star. Mm-hmm. Cause if you're Vivian uh, or Raja, you know, I, I got to keep this momentum up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think you just had an acting challenge. So it's most likely going to not be something comedy acting, which, mm-hmm. you know, we we know that it's going to be a dance challenge, like a TikTok viral dance challenge which thing. Which is Shay's jam. Right. In the name. So, Monet. yeah. I, and it's interesting because now we're looking at, so Jada, as I mentioned, has three. Monet and Shay both have one star and everybody else has two. So, mm-hmm. and we have what, three episodes? Three episodes that left. They can get if, stars? I can't even, is, I guess the finale counts then if they're including the finale. Well, the finale is well, July 29th. So we have three more. You have the 8th, the 15th, and the 22nd for episodes right. for oh, challenges okay, okay, okay. and then the, the finale. finale. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's only three more challenges where you can get stars. I have to imagine there's a steal a star or another we're going to give more stars out um, that has to happen. I would also say um, it's it's just really interesting to me that 
like people don't want to add a little bit more drama to this as well yeah. because this is a very kumbaya season which we understand and why that's the case and for the most part it's added really positive things at this point in the competition Tell me if you had blocked Monet, who has one star and had already been blocked and is already feeling like trying to be super strategic and all these things, that we wouldn't be getting some explosive arguments next week. Mm. How mm-hmm. great yeah. would that have been? <laughs> yeah. I'm on team I, mess right now. I want a little bit more mess. A little bit more. I crap. agree. I, I felt like it was, it might have been like a bit of a fan thing where Raj yeah. was like I don't want to block Monet and Shay when they're already down there like it would mm-hmm. just feel like we're just kicking them while they're down um, and I don't want the fans to feel some type of way I mean we already experienced a little bit of craziness with the fans this week or this season with the whole fashion photo review thing where they annoyed the hell out of uh, Violet and Violet somehow which I still kind of feel a little bit away about like I feel like Violet shouldn't have that much power to get them to pull that from YouTube like if on one hand like I understand the fans are ridiculous and fans do definitely need to be taught a lesson. But at the, on the other hand, I'm like, a piece of this does come with the territory. So mm-hmm. I feel like you should not have say so to just be like, all right, well, we're just going to make you pay for it now. Like, Violet, who are you? If that's all yeah. true, this is all alleged. It, doesn't, it might not have anything to do with Violet, but mm-hmm. anyway, that's a also whole Violet, different Also, Violet, your whole thing is that you're a bitch. Like, that's yeah. literally the th- like, an, like an actual bitch, not like... <laughs> puts one on as a character and you own that and that's fine as long as you own it but like you got to be able to take it back if you're going to be bitchy about people who paved the way for you sorry about it Uh, another funny uh unrelated uh violet moment is uh on instagram she posted a photo of her tour dates for canada her Mm -hmm. uh canada tour and her name spelled wrong (laughs) (laughs) which was hilarious which one violet or trashkey I can't remember. I hope it's Trotsky. I think it's Trotsky. I, I would imagine that's why, but imagine if somebody spelled Violet wrong. Yeah. Okay, Violence Trotsky. Violence Trotsky. <laughs> look, the thing is, is that Jada has three, okay? So, like, from right. if you just look at it from a super simplistic view, Raja made the right call. But I think when you start to think of some of the nuances of, like, what the optimal strategy is, if we pull yeah. a tear in here and we really think about it, mm-hmm. you know, then maybe a different strategy. Because they're just making it easier for people to tie at this point. Like, right. if you give her an obvious advantage and, like, maybe, maybe, let's say she does win next week and she's at four, well, then, yeah, sure. At that point, it's like, okay, she's going to be in the finale. But now you at least are able to, diff, like, you're able to broaden the, the playing foot as opposed to now multiple people can get to three and then like what happens then so yeah i have no idea i think i think we're gonna see multiple stars or giving stars or stealing stars or something that will help to like differentiate between the ties so that we won't end up with with so many at the end but Mm -hmm. who knows it will be interesting to see next week if monet and shay win then everybody's at two except for jada who's blocked Mm -hmm. at three so that'll be interesting because then it is just you know the producers are gonna be like, all right, next week we give out seven stars, yeah, and yeah. you know go from there. But I also think you know they're not the only two. Like I could see Evie really pulling out something here too. I mean, she's an incredible lip syncer and very mm-hmm. physical. Um, and I I think that it'll be interesting to see who can really pull it out. But I really feel like those are the three mm-hmm. to look at for next week. Okay, so before we close out here, is there anything from Untucked? They were really feeling the lack of drama. They're like, can you guys do impressions of other queens? Because you guys are so boring and untucked. 
Also, Janixa didn't come backstage, which I believe is because she was the director, so they already had mm. time to talk with her. But I did Maybe. think that was an interesting choice. They were like, "We're going to play a game instead of having the guest judge come backstage." Mm-hmm. Well, at first, I was like, I didn't. I thought it was going to be the queens in the room, and then when it was Silky and Cameron, Cameron Michaels, Michaels, Angie, Trixie, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like okay, mm-hmm. so just like I guess your top queens or who you consider to be your most famous queens, you're gonna throw in there as well. But <laughs> Shay, yeah, the the moment for me that made it was Shay's Monet walk and Monet being like, "Is this real? Is this real?" All the cameramen are laughing. It must be real. <laughs> that was a really good little behind the scenes moment too. That yeah. made me laugh. Funnier she, than the whole challenge. <laughs> she nailed it. She that's definitely how she be walking. <laughs> 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 All right. Next week, we'll be back to talk about social media dance challenge competition, which I assume TikToks, they're going to be like TikToks of mm-hmm. some type. I would assume, yeah. Um, and I have no idea what it's going to look like. I don't know if they're competing individually or in groups or what the case is, but we will be here to break all of that down. Thank you both for joining me on this fun adventure and helping me figure out what was wrong. <laughs> everything with the challenge it was just everything it was just yeah what's wrong with this everything all right amon where can people find you on social media what do you have going on you can follow me everywhere at amon adwin um i just uh sat down with rob and taryn to go over some of the best fights most fun fights from all seasons of big brother and it was it was a it was a fun ride on memory lane if you haven't checked that out make sure you uh, check out the main feed you lip syncing the fights was my favorite part. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm currently I'm thinking about actually uh, doing another video doing during doing the magna cum laude video, uh, fight. So <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm, I was I haven't done one in a while, and now I'm like I'm like feeling it again. I'm like mm-hmm, yes, yeah. inspired. Let me, let me do it. <laughs> All right, Beth. What about you? You can find me everywhere at Augusta Wind 11. Um, you can also catch up, uh, up on my podcast that I did with Hey Pod Friends last week. Um, or Pod Friends, but the Twitter handle for them is Hey Pod Friends. So go follow them as well, uh, for, uh, Matt Scott. Um, I'm also on my weekly meltdown. Uh, we're going to be covering Big Brother as well and, uh, Hot Mess Moments with Dylan Zayner. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at Liana RHAP. I'm going to be on the 90 Day Fiance podcast this week. And I was also on Renap. Um, we did the hot takeoff bracket. We did a Zoom webinar style. So we had an audience and they could vote on things. It was an absolutely silly, fun time. So I highly recommend checking that out. I was also on Crime Scene with Mari and Sarah. We talked about the HBO documentary, The Janes, which is about a group of women in the late 60s, early 70s, providing safe abortions before Roe v. Wade was legal um, in Chicago. And actually, they get busted and um, criminalized or charged. But then because Roe v. Wade passes, they're they're let free. Sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, That was really fun. (laughs) Um, And also very terrifying. So go check that out if you are interested. And that does it for us this week. If you want to try to help out the pod, you can leave ratings and reviews on iTunes. Go to robhiswebsite.com slash drag race to find all of that. And I have one final plug, and that is for the Purple Pants podcast. Amon, hey. you can help me out with that. Because um, on the Purple Pants podcast, it's Bryce doing his thing and mm. uh, has the casual tea uh, segment with Amon, which is always one of my favorites. Yes. Um, uh, but he has a lot of other stuff going on as well. Um, so you should definitely check that out. 
Um, I think he also gave up his platform to a to a few women this uh, this past week to talk about Roe v. Wade. Mm, So yes, which I highly, highly, highly recommend um, Mm -hmm. checking that out. So um, Bryce is just absolutely amazing, and Mm -hmm. everyone should be listening to the Purple Pants podcast. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Highly recommend. Okay, that does it. We are out of here. Thank you, Scott. batteries. Yeah, I know. I look rude. Uh, who looks stunning, by the way, this week. Like, yeah, that was a good look. Yeah. looked amazing. The wig was just to die for. I uh, did think you meant Scott looked stunning this week. I was like, I'm sure he did, but I didn't yes. know what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I meant Rue, but Scott also. <laughs> Thanks for your help behind the scenes, and we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.